When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Valley podcast, the final edition. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm Andrew Burns, joined as always by Kunshaw. How you doing? Hello. I'm yeah. well, thanks. How about you? Doing all right. We both had pretty good Januarys and Februarys, I think. We got to do some vacation. I was in Thailand on my honeymoon, and you were off on a boat somewhere. Oh. I was on a boat, yes. <laughs> yes, I uh, went to, from Miami to Mexico to Bahamas, where I swam with sharks, and then back. So I am alive, and I am well, and I miss the boat life. Yeah, I swam with some cool fishies at uh, Fifi Island in uh, Thailand. Very far out there, but if you can ever get there, it's pretty beautiful, gotta say. Thailand would recommend. Shocking. <laughs> You know what? You know why sharks are better than the Yankees? They've never been swept in the playoffs by the Astros. That's true, but they've also never won the Stanley Cup Finals. Hey, hockey teams. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I missed that '90s San Jose Sharks intro. Have you ever seen that? I might have to send that to you. If you I have. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm just gonna send it to you again anyway at some yeah, point because it's just fun to rewatch. Good, good. <laughs> well, this is not a San Jose Sharks expedition site. Uh, podcast they were maybe we should be talking about that anyway but <laughs> anywho uh, anyway we should lead off with that uh, pinstripe valley podcast as alluded is uh no longer going to exist we will still be podcasting but because sb nation is no longer supporting the podcast anymore we will be changing our name to podument park yeah welcome <laughs> to podument park Yes, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be glorious. Yeah, we don't have uh, what's-his-face to narrate and have any grand John Williams music in the background. Richard Attenborough, that's the name. We we, we might just uh, commission Greg Kirkland to come back and do his best impression, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so ideally, not much will change on your end because we are working on getting the RSS feed just changed over so the only thing that will change ideally will be the episode titles otherwise you will still get our same nonsense so i'm sorry slash you're welcome <laughs> look if they're following us to a podcast called podument park they know exactly what to expect <laughs> yeah yeah hey we we debated many bad yankees puns but this is where we settled so <laughs> yes we have landed here yeah well so that's that's all that, but we're not going to go too long into this. It's been, it's, you know, a little weird to, you know, sort of still, we're still be with SB Nation. Pinstripe Alley, the website is not going anywhere. 
Yeah, it's just a little odd that we're not going to be the Pinstripe Valley podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, onward they, and upward. They made their bed. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, we still have a lot of dumb Yankees things to talk about since it's been a while. Though I will acknowledge that there has been basically zero Yankees transaction news. Uh, no disrespect to all the random spring trading invites to the Wilmer Defoes of the world. Yes. Yeah, this hey, is actually a full you... podcast breaking down Wilmer Defoe's potential contributions to the 2023 Yankees. What do you think Wilmer Defoe will do for the 2023 Yankees? Absolutely nothing. That's probably accurate. <laughs> but maybe Wilmer Defriend will do something. Hey! Whee! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's been pretty quiet, I guess, since all the big news in the early parts of the offseason and then once you bring back Aaron Judge, you sign Carlos Rodon, there's really not much else going on for you in the Yankee world. Yeah, there's certainly room to say that maybe Yankees should have done some other stuff, like maybe gotten an actual left fielder. But uh, right now it looks like they are looking at Aaron Hex and being like, yeah, we'll, we'll do that again, because who cares? <laughs> yeah, doesn't it's not exactly promising. No. I'm sure Brian Cashman tried... Mm-hmm. I, I won't say tried his best because I feel like if he tried his best, he'd end up with something. Yeah, I do think that they they were involved pretty heavily in the Andrew Benintendi bidding. I think they did like him a lot and would have liked him back, but the White Sox gave him a pretty nice contract, which is far more than I expected for him. Hey, good for him. Um, if I'm being honest, maybe for the best of the Yankees did not do that because I feel like we might be ending up in an Aaron Hicks situation with Andrew Benatendi in a few years. So, yeah, no, like wish him well and all that. Thanks for your, your time here, but yeah, for your definitely... month before your wrist exploded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I I can't get too upset that the Yankees didn't give him that contract or be, try and beat that even. Yeah, um, the problem is that they I'm... didn't do anything else. <laughs> yeah, outside of that, I think Brian Cashman was very, very just trying to make moves dependent on whether he can move it an Aaron Hicks, mm-hmm. maybe a Josh Donaldson, even though he didn't really seem like that interested in moving Josh Donaldson, but whatever. I think he was trying to clear up some money and all that. And then that kind of led him to just standing pat. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. And we may end up getting a good chunk of Oswaldo Cabrera in left field too, which, you know, I don't hate. I don't know if I'm fully convinced he's as good a left fielder as he is a right fielder. But also, it's funny that he's even just an outfielder since he basically didn't do that until the Yankees threw him there in his major league debut. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'll take it, I guess, because. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Aaron Hicks has much of anything left. He might have like a randomly good at bat or a week or month here and there, but I don't think he. it's. He's, I don't think he's anybody you could depend on for all. No, I think. <laughs> at this is... point in his career, especially. If you want to be really hopeful, you can say, hey, maybe after his wrist is more set in after the 2021 surgery, the 2022 was maybe sort of like the limbo period. We saw that with Mark Teixeira, where 2014, he was not as good after having a sort of similar surgery. But then he came back with a strong 2015, uh, where he was an all-star. The problem is that I do not see... Aaron Hicks having the ceiling of a Mark Teixeira. So I don't really think that's going to happen. That's like the absolute best case scenario. And I don't think that's quite going to come to pass. Yeah. 
Exactly. I mean, hey, if he wants to do that and go ahead and be Mark Teixeira, go for it. <laughs> Bring but back foul territory with Aaron Hicks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Interview the big baits. Yes. <laughs> hey, you're larger. <laughs> Bases, they're thick now. <laughs> yeah. If you want to do that, Aaron Hicks, I'm all for it, but I'm just not banking on it. No, probably not. And I'm like, again, like we're not that surprised <laughs> by it because there was so much left on Aaron Hicks' extension, and the Yankees just aren't really the organization that has shown that they will fully cut bait with dudes uh, with more than like a full year remaining. Like they did it with right. A-Rod a few years ago, obviously, but that that was its own situation. So Aaron Hicks may find himself gone soon, but not just yet. And same goes for Josh Donaldson, who I would not have hated to see them just DFA and move on from. But again, they have another year invested in him. They were going to be paying him anyway. Whatever. I guess he's going to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, Josh also is another one where, like, I feel like if they found a taker, they would have gladly probably said, okay, yeah, take him. But if they're going to pay him anyway, they're just going to keep him around to see if maybe, like, last year was just bad and then he could kind of turn things around. And then worst case scenario, you, you could always cut bait with him, like, halfway through the season or whatever if it's still just bad if and you have another option. Yeah, Whether I feel like if like he was an... even just like a slightly above average defensive third baseman, he'd be gone. But because he is just still really good with the glove, they see enough value in that that they're like, well, as you said, maybe you can turn it around. There's a there are very few signs that his bat speed is what it used to be and that he can hit even close to what he did before. We're not even talking about the MVP Donaldson. We're just talking about like the one that was on Atlanta a couple years ago. But right that's not really where we are so whatever maybe he won't play as much and that'll work out but the sooner josh also gets off my team the better but hey at yeah, least just, chapman yeah. is safely in kansas city for now yeah <laughs> th- there's always got to be a hate vessel right yeah <laughs> like, i think i said this in our in our like slack chat like I'm just happy that the relationship with Aroldis Chapman ended as sourly and as poorly as it did because he's in Kansas City 100% as a trade bait for like halfway through the season, right? Yeah. And if that relationship just ended on a good note, I'd be very scared. Now I'm only slightly scared. Yeah. Like there's still like a, well, maybe we could do a reunion. And, you know, because yeah. Yankees do love their reunions, but they do. Uh, I, I think that he may have burned his bridges enough that we're good. Yeah. We can hope. I, I, yeah. I really hope he did, and I think he did, but I won't put it past Brian Cashman to try and be cute sometimes. Yeah. Speaking of former Yankees, I saw a picture of Chad Green in a Blue Jays uniform. That was that was weird. <laughs> that was Chad weird as Don Mattingly in a Blue Jays uniform, but still. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah, he's the bench coach. Cause I forgot about that. <laughs> Who the hell's your <laughs> manager? Uh, John Schneider. He's the guy that took over for uh, uh, Montoyo like halfway through is last he the, year. Is he the really red-faced dude? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> why not? New, New Jersey's own John Schneider, we must uh, say. Because he's from Princeton. W- must we? Oh, yeah. okay. Did not know that. Attended Udell. Not that that's As Jersey, we all do. So many people in Jersey do go to Udell. So. That is true. Anyway, not me though. <laughs> no, me neither. Instead, I went to Pennsylvania. 
Not University of Pennsylvania, I, but you know what I mean. Just I just went to Pennsylvania. Yeah, I didn't go to college. I just, <laughs> just hung I just, out I there. Went there. <laughs> just stayed there. I stood out in a battlefield. You know, it just seemed right. Yeah, <laughs> learned. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Anyway, but I yeah. guess uh, related, just slightly backing up to the left field question. There has been some chatter that you know, he's might use Aaron Judge out in left field a little bit this year when they want to put Giancarlo Stanton out and right. That is something that has been floated. Probably not the worst idea in the world, but, uh, you know, I don't know how much we will actually see Giancarlo Stanton in the field, much to his protestation. Well, I think I think your intro to the, your segue into that kind of hit the uh, the nail on the head when they want to see Giancarlo Stanton in the outfield. And I don't think the Yankees want to see him out there. Not really. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I'm a Giancarlo Stanton stan. Sure, why not? A Stanton. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm 100% on his side about this, but I completely get it from the Yankees' perspective, too. Yeah, he's but, just I not mean, a good he... defensive outfielder at this point. I know he's more comfortable, I guess, during a game when he has fielding as well. And again, like as far as right fields go, you could do a lot more difficult than Yankee Stadium right field. So at least it's a, not a hard one to cover. And you also got a good guy in Harrison Bader in center fielder in center field who can run over and basically get anything in right center that stands not going to be able to reach. So there is that. Yeah. But yeah, he's not very good. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're not, whatever they're talking about, right? They're not talking about an everyday alignment. Like Aaron no. Judge is not going to be permanently the left fielder. They didn't solve their left field issues by just throwing Judge out there. Talking about every once in a while, like random homestands, you just want to give Giancarlo a day in the field, maybe give you know somebody else a half day off, kind of move things around. That's probably what they're talking about, and I think yeah, it's maybe fine like a once once a week, once a once every two weeks sort of thing. That's not the worst thing because no. you don't want a guy to be only designated hitter either, because that's not super helpful. No, and yeah, he's not as good as he was, you know, back in his Miami days or whatever, but they, he's probably still fine at worst, maybe. Eh, the fielding metrics did not really like what he's done. <laughs> but the eye test! Yeah. <laughs> as you said, he's an all-star outfielder. Don't ask yes, him about the outfield part. <laughs> the science is there. What's yeah. wild is that he only played 38 games in the outfield last year, where it felt like it happened more often than it did, but really it didn't. Probably yeah, because like, he was like injured for, you know, his chunk of the season pre huge but you uh, know. And like 36 of those games were in the first half. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a tale of two hazards on Carla. Cause it's, it's, it's been interesting how just like the off season ruminations on Giancarlo, like, Oh, he's got to try to have like a bounce back year. And like, that is both true, and also he was an all-star last year and had a really and, good first half, and then just... And I was going to say, not just like a pity all-star either. He earned it last year. Oh, he like, did, completely. It was legit. He just, like, kind of fell apart due to injuries and strikeouts in the second half, and I guess that's all. That's the equation with Giancarlo at this point in his career, and you just have to hope that he holds up over a full season to some extent. You're not going to get, like a lot of Giancarlo Stan at this point, but they they have to get more from him the second half than they did. Yeah. But we don't have to worry about the second half right now because it's February 23rd. the first half. <laughs> we are let's not get, even begun. Let's start the season first. Yeah, let's start but the season. For right now, I am hopeful we're going to get a lot of Giancarlo Stanton. We're going to get 75 bombs from him, and it's going to be wonderful. 
Yes, that's that's uh, foolproof. I did uh, like in uh, Aaron Judge's press conference the other day. It was like someone asked, like, uh, "How would you improve on sixty-two home runs?" And he's like, "You never know." So clearly, he's been <laughs> listening to you. Yes, he's like, "There's one person out there who knows." <laughs> he knows that I did not do anything all that special last year. He knows I could have been better. <laughs> and his name is Barry Bonds. I mean, Kunshaw. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was reading some some stupid article about kind of just I'm going to kind of go off on a little tangent for a second about like Rob Manfred like randomly implying that like Aaron Judge is the actual home run record leader and then I was like dude shut up man and like his quotes were just like oh all the all the stats of every era should be taken on its own thing and you know everyone was talking about how Aaron Judge is chasing the home run record I was like dude just stop talking please just stop talking yeah Yeah, Rob Manfred really needs lessons in not talking (laughs) yes that's my little tangent about Rob Manfred. Yeah. Say less. Yeah. Hey, a lot of owners could learn that lesson too. Like, <laughs> like the Orioles owner being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to challenge you about your uh, Baltimore credentials. And then, like, recently he's like, 2020 was actually very fortunate for us. It's like, cool, man. <laughs> what was his most recent thing that he's aspiring to be the Rays or something like that? Like, that's, yeah. that's, not, a, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Rays not really coming off great with this. Uh, Tweet by tweet uh, rundown of what an arbitration hearing with them is like from uh, Ryan Thompson, one of their relievers. Oh, yeah, yeah I just saw that. Yeah, but well, whatever. More Ray shit. Who was surprised? I mean, at least they didn't have Randy Levine in their yeah. uh, on their defense. So that's, it's like, that's listen, <laughs> listen, Robert. My name is Ryan. Okay, Rob. <laughs> at least we have not had to deal with an arbitration hearing since the infamous Dylan Batanzas thing. Yes. Oh man. Uh, that's stupid. Speaking of stupid, uh, let's talk about uh, Frankie Montas. He's not <laughs> stupid, but the the move in hindsight is looking fairly stupid because he needs shoulder surgery and will probably not be pitching all that much this year. The Yankees have been, you know, outwardly optimistic and been like, hey, we might get him for the second half or we didn't have to actually touch the shoulder capsule or whatever. So maybe he will be okay but like i if you're optimistic about frankie montas at this point god bless you <laughs> yeah right and, and like I, i'm still not going to be as harsh on the move last year because there really there was really literally one better player available as a starting pitcher and yes if, if it was up to me i would have preferred the yankees got luis castillo instead of frankie montas but like bold it's just that uh, that's not how things work <laughs> if it's just up to me and what i want to, for the yankees to happen this team would have a very different outlook mm-hmm. masahiro tanaka would not be in japan you know there'd be a lot of different things going on but it's not as simple as just oh yeah the yankees should just go out should have just gone out and got luis castillo right we don't know what they what the uh the reds would have wanted for castillo from the yankees we don't know how any of this all would have played out and literally the second best option According to everybody out there, uh, after Luis Castillo was Frankie Montas. Did it work out? No, but at least the Yankees did that instead of just randomly, you know, signing me to a free agent deal and then having me pitch because I couldn't I think bar. of who else was available last year. <laughs> that, that would have been worse. No, that was that was part of the problem. There was not as many good starting pitchers out there in the trade market that did need to do something. I mean, you, you can quibble still about the Montgomery Bader thing, but what's done is done. And hopefully yeah. all these starting pitching prospects that they dealt away, your Hayden Wesneskis, your Ken Waldachucks, your JP Sears, 
Hopefully none of them come back to haunt the Yankees. They have been pretty savvy in the regard that not many prospects who they've dealt over the last decade have really come back to hurt them. Like the only one you could really say like was a true mistake was Garrett Whitlock with the rule five draft, but that's its own thing. And yeah, it wasn't even, that wasn't even yeah. the one that the Yankees like traded away. They just didn't protect kind of him. Yeah. Under, they probably just underestimated how other teams probably saw his value and didn't protect him. That was, right. that was the mistake there. Yeah. But, and I'm, I'm optimistic about what Ken Waldeshuk and Hayden Wesneski can do with the, the A's and Cubs respectively. But I, I don't know if they were the guys who would necessarily step into the rotation even right now. Like I think if they were still within the organization, the Yankees would still probably be choosing Domingo Herman to take a hypothetical Frankie Montas place over them, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like and I, I'm not too concerned about that. And again, you had to do something or try something last year and it didn't work. It didn't work, but they, they, there was an attempt. Yeah. And one thing you could also be a little frustrated is just like how they used those prospects as trade chips. And like, this is the guy that put him in on, but whatever it's, it's over. Yeah. It's annoying. We move on. <laughs> Indeed. It would be a little less frustrating if uh, Nestor Cortez wasn't also a question mark for opening day now because of his uh, hamstring. He had to pull out of the world baseball classic. He was going to pitch for team USA. Now he's not. So it looks like he'll probably be okay because he's already throwing bullpens. And I was going to say, yeah, like I'm, I'm optimistic with Nestor. I think it was more just like a, a precautionary thing too, because like you know, obviously he wasn't pitching for the Yankees. So as soon as they, he tweaked a little something, the Yankees probably just like, yeah, yeah get the hell out of here, right? <laughs> just like we want to evaluate you and watch you. But like, yeah, ever since camp opened, he's been throwing bullpens. He's been doing baseball activities. So it's not like he's been like shut down. Yeah. That's what would get me concerned. He's been there, so I'm not too concerned about it just yet. No, it's probably more they didn't want him throwing like competitive innings, really, in right. mid-March before he was necessarily ready for that. They think that he'll probably be ready for that by end of March or early exactly. April is more likely when his first start would be. So we are Plus, I, I'm more hopeful about that, honestly. Yeah. Plus he has his mustache. Yes, he still has a super stash. So does Carlos Rodon. He's exactly. got a nice little mustache. He does. He yeah. does. I'm glad he's uh, going with that rather than like... totally clean face during the press conference. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't fully accepted that he's actually a Yankee. It's, it's, I don't know why it's weird. Not in a bad way, but like it just hasn't settled in with me yet. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to actually see him pitch too first. So I think that's well, probably yeah, part no, of but... it. Once your brain's used to seeing him on the mound, then it's like, oh, yeah, he's here. No, but like you know, like new acquisitions, I generally get like excited for. I can't wait for his first game or whatever. I still haven't accepted that he's a Yankee, so I'm like, I'm I'm not even hyped for his first start because it's just like, no, he's like he's he's with the Giants. He's he's not a Yankee. Yeah, that's kind of where my mind still is, just because it, it was such a move that I was not expecting them to make. Like I expected them to get a starter, but I didn't expect them to actually get like the starter. So yeah, yeah we look forward. So will I at one point, I think. <laughs> When I finally accepted that he's not pitching for San Francisco. I guess there, there's still the shortstop question, too. It does seem like Yankees are probably leaning toward Oswald Peraza uh, to start opening day. I don't think IKF is going anywhere. I think he probably will go somewhere at some point, just as like random guy to throw in in a trade. But I think the Yankees are hopefully properly evaluating Oswald Peraza v. IKF at this point because Peraza is, is a terrific defensive shortstop 
deserves a shot at the major league level, and IKF is not giving you all that much of the bat, so whatever. Yeah, I think right now it's just IKF is just kind of hanging around um, as like a just-in-case something drastic goes wrong, and he's technically a human being who plays baseball. Yeah, someone gets hurt. So, I guess he could do worse as like a random fill-in than IKF, but <laughs> he yeah, should not be. And, the guy, and the, they just don't want – like if something happens to Peraza, Cabrera, whatever, like – they don't want to have to force Volpe up just yet, I think. Yeah. For probably more reasons than one, but some of them make sense. Some of them are, you know, annoying. Yeah, some of them are <laughs> more service timey, but. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think but... uh, even though the Yankees have been like vocal about, oh, Volpe's part of this too, and Volpe's like prepping for it, I don't think that they are actually looking at him as an opening day option. They can feel free to prove me wrong, but it's also. To me, not a crazy thing to want Volpe to have a little bit more time in AAA. They could be bold. Like, you know, the Braves are just promoting dudes from AA last year and having them hit the majors right. the ground running, no problem. But unfortunately, that is not normal. So, Yeah, like, I think in the case of Anthony Volpe, like, I don't think it's pure just like service time, you know, grossness. There's probably a little bit of merit to just like actually giving him a little bit more time in AAA. But yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm looking forward to his debut at some point. <laughs> oh yeah, well, pressure is going to be on now too. <laughs> not that it was was not before, but you know, since there's been so much talk about how he may have been like the difference in any sort of like deal for a Luis Castillo guy, but uh, well, we'll find out. Yep, I, I did see some chatter about them also working him at second base. Yeah, and that's that's not crazy at all because Peraz yeah. is a better actual shortstop prospect. Right, he's better overall, but. Volpe is not the defensive shortstop that Peraza is, so exactly. Probably his future home is at second base. Yeah, and good to get him working there now, and then you know see how you can have, potentially have both of them in a the lineup. <laughs> yeah, because uh, sorry to Claver, he's probably not going to be here forever. No. Uh, yeah. Also, for you to prove us wrong, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if Claver wants to dial back the clock, he can. But uh, I feel like twenty twenty two is sort of like the best case for Claver at this point. Yeah. And that was very, very like. So John Carlo had the tale of two halves. Like every week was the tale of two halves with Jake Libertores. It felt like. Yeah. All right. Well, we will take a brief ad break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. So uh, wrap up some uh, World Baseball Classic thoughts. That's starting soon. What do you think? Excited? Eh. I'm excited. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um. I just haven't been like very much in the loop as to like what's going on and all that stuff, but I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I will say that some of the uniforms have intrigued me, especially China's. On the other hand, I hate the USA team's uh, uniform and you bake and an stuff. A. That's, <laughs> that's what the logo is. That's what it's always been. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it should be a fun thing. It'll be cool to see like real baseball and like what I like about the World Baseball Classic compared to like an all-star game or whatever is it's not just like a straight-up exhibition game where they're just kind of like doing their they're just there so they don't get fined they're, these players actually care about it and it, it is real competitive baseball so yeah. that's always what makes it fun yeah it's like something that we don't get every year and it's been six years since we last saw one so at, we got yeah. the distance makes the heart grow fonder for the wbc and it's cool to see these superstar teams sometimes take on these underdogs and see the underdogs win like when like, I still remember when the Netherlands beat the Dominican Republic twice in the 2009 WBC to knock him out. Like, 
this random team of dudes came out of nowhere to beat this talent-laden Dominican team. And it's really cool to see those upsets happen every now and then. Saw Israel come out with some big upsets in 2017. So you're fun March Madness stuff, except baseball. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll see what yeah, happens. It should definitely be fun. Yeah. It's, I wish Team about- USA had a better rotation, but pitching is always kind of hard to sell for the WBC. And you'll look around all these other rosters. Really, the only big, big name in, on any of them is like Sandy Alcantara. And Team Japan, I will say, is pretty good rotation because they got both uh, Otani and Darvish and Roki yeah. Sasaki, who's this like strikeout sensation over in the NPB. So they will be fun. They will be fun. But. Team USA was, uh, is like, uh, do you like Kyle Freeland? <laughs> Miles Nicholas? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Don't forget, Kyle Higoshioka is also on that team ready to uh, catch them. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. that's. It is funny when like they announced the rosters like, oh, Kyle Higoshioka is also here. But, yes. you know, he's also probably not going to be playing all that much because they also have JT Realmuto and Will Smith. So. Right. 100%. <laughs> Something has to go really wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Or the the Dodgers and Phillies are like, eh, maybe give uh, Higgy a try. He seems sporting. Hey, maybe at the next World Baseball Classic, we'll see Aaron Judge suit up. He, he did, did talk he about did it. Talk, yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I get, I, I get what he was saying though. Like, especially his first year after signing a big contract, you know, and being named the captain, he wanted to be around and all that. So I give him kudos or credit for that. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So. Maybe see you in 2027 or whenever exactly the next one of these is. Who knows? Hopefully not six years in between. No. Yeah, let's let's avoid a global pandemic in the middle, I say. Please and thank you. Yes. All right. Uh, on that cheery note, um, shall we wrap up? Yeah. All right. Um, do we want to do Yankee and Manfred of the Week or do we have nothing? I could probably pull something out of my ass if you want me to, but I don't really have anything of substance. <laughs> yeah, let's just say Yankee of the Week is uh, baseball, because it's coming back. We'll get spring training baseball on Saturday, and uh, we'll have opening day in, like, five weeks? Yeah. And Manfred of the Week will be Manfred and all the owners. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just why not? John Angelus, what is your deal? I don't understand you. Why are you? Yeah. Just the Rockies owner, who's still involved in all these bargaining committees for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, it's smart business if you know, pay the Cardinals to take Nolan Arenado off your hands, all right? Yes, yes. That was a decision that Mm -hmm. a team Mm -hmm. can make for reasons. (laughs) All right, so we will hopefully be back soon. Um, Can't exactly reveal, I guess, when specifically we'll be recording next, but we will be recording Sometime soon. We want to get back into like a weekly basis thing now that like we're going to be back with the Yankees regularly with some normal Yankees news to talk about. So stay tuned. We'll still again, we'll still be on the same RSS feed uh, until then. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Mern's PSA. Follow the site Pinstrip Alley. We'll still be writing for Pinstrip Alley. So, yeah, still going to mention that um, <laughs> Twitterless Kunge. He is not on Twitter and he is better served for it. Exactly. All right. So stay tuned. See you next time on Podument Park, and uh, we'll talk to you later.